This episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast is sponsored by SC Graphics. This company is incredible. They focus on creating, collaborating, and growing with each and every project, including the actual Sensibly Cynical logo. My boy at Seth CGC helps artists, creators, streamers, brands, and businesses with logos, visuals, print production, and special projects. He also provides free 30-minute consultations. Make sure you check out his website, sccraphics.co. Welcome to another episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name is Sean, and today we're going to be talking about that TC, as in Tom Cruise. Joining me shortly will be Tyson Saner and Hunter Block of the Anti-Social Show. Tyson has been on the podcast a couple times before. First, we talked about Jackass, then most recently Xbox. I was so, you know, excited to have him on, as well as Hunter Block. This is the debut of Hunter Block on Sensibly Cynical. You will enjoy this one. We're going to talk about Tom's highlights, lowlights, and everything in between. So grab some popcorn, buckle up, because this is a great one. I am joined by the co-hosts of the Anti-Social Show, Hunter Block and Tyson Saner. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Hey, howdy, howdy. Hunter, this is your uh, Sensibly Cynical debut. You're both sensible and cynical, you know? Yes, yes, yes. I've been looking forward to this. Well, uh, thank you for having if, me. if you had to do a retrospective, or I guess introspective, that's probably a better word, right, Tyson? If you had to do an introspective, would you call yourself sensible or cynical, or both? Both. Or since, so you are sensibly cynical. And, and introverted <laughs> at the same time. Tyson, I know, I think yeah. I know your answer to this, right? You're sensible, of course. You're always sensible. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's uh, even, even amounts of both of these things, but which do I lean more towards? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm mostly cynical, but I don't know. I, I do well, try to be practical. This is the so is, is this your third time on Sensibly Cynical? Or are you on the Are you on the Four Timers Club? I can't remember. I think this is this is the third time. It's like let me think of the most desperate subject in podcast history. Oh yeah, Tom Cruise. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> There's worse things you can talk about besides Tom Cruise. Let's get into, I guess, TC. Is that his nickname? I looked up nicknames for Tom Cruise, and uh, all I got was TC. Really? So TC, well, that sounds very in the know. <laughs> the, the, the TC movement. So talk about your history of podcasting, Hunter. My history of podcasting came about in 2011 when I uh, met Tyson right there, who introduced me to podcasting for the very first time. Actually started me off with, uh, he introduced me to live radio, which was internet radio, which was combat radio, which I absolutely loved. Uh, my first, uh, I want to say, uh, internet radio show that I had heard was uh, with Tyson on it when he was doing Plan 9, talking about Plan 9 around Halloween time. So I'm like, you know, this is something I could get into. And then uh, he uh, introduced me to uh, Succotash, uh, Strange Times, and I started talking to those guys. And then, you know what, after a while, I said, you know, I think I could do this, too. Um, I, I had an opportunity to be on a couple of podcasts, and I truly uh, enjoyed it. 
But now, what I didn't know is that being a guest on a podcast is completely different from actually doing a podcast. So uh, it took me like six months to learn actually how to do a podcast. I got up with Tyson and said, hey, man, we should do a podcast. And he was down for it. And when we first launched, the first couple episodes was pretty interesting considering the fact that uh, we had missing episodes. Uh, We would freeze a lot. Sometimes we would sit there for like three hours while I was trying to get my laptop to kick on so that we could actually do a recording. (laughs) A couple of times we just said, screw it. It just wasn't uh, wasn't meant for that night. Is Tom Cruise more known for Maverick or Ethan Hunt? That's a good one. That's a good question. What do you think, Tyson? I'd say currently it's got to be Ethan Hunt, but you know Maverick's coming back, so. So is uh, so is um, Ethan Hunt. They're actually, uh, you know, what's funny is I looked it up in Mission Mission Impossible Seven was actually supposed to be out um, eight days ago. It was supposed to be its release date before uh, Mister uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah, I guess it's not Mister, but COVID nineteen. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, don't no. gender COVID nineteen. Yeah, no. Right. Now Tom Cruise is fifty six. Yes, or something thereabouts. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Okay, so theoretically he could still do like the Mission Impossible movies, but like really once he passes like age sixty five or something like that, then he really needs to just pack it in at that point and not try to be like you know Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> well, let's talk about Ethan Hunt. Who wants to be the one that that talks about the actual character? I would say boy, the Mission Impossible movies. I definitely saw the first two in the theater, but I've, I've mm-hmm. seen all of them so far. Yeah, but I definitely went to the theater for. Um, for, um, for for the first two. Yeah, so Ethan Hunt, he's a he's a operative, right? He is, yeah. He, he's a character that I don't believe existed in the original television show. But, uh, he's, he's sort of been created for the movie series, and he ended up kind of taking over from the uh, from um, Mr. Phelps, Jack or Jack Phelps, John Phelps, well, the, the character that John Jim. I think it's Jim Phelps, no? Jim Phelps, yeah. Good morning, Mr. Phelps. Um, <laughs> For which one? There's two people on here besides just, yourself. Just, just in general, uh, didn't Tom Cruise like perform his own stunts in, in those movies, those Mission Impossible movies? I well, believe so. My understanding is that he does most of his own stunts. So how was how was Jim Phelps killed in the movie? Um, do you really want me to spoil how it works out? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, if the, if, if the movie came out in like '96, I mean, usually if, if listen, audience, spoiler alerts. So Tyson, I mean, well, it, you know, Sean, if you want him to spoil it, I mean, I, I'm like on the edge of my seat now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we won't spoil it. But let's talk about how much money he was making off these films. I mean, that's what I found interesting was that I looked up like highest grossing roles of all time, and like Mission Impossible Four. He made $75 million. Oh, my God. Wow. But then in six, it went down to $28 million. So what happened? They're like, um, the <laughs> like, uh, that's a, that was a little high, you know? <laughs> well, I, I, I want if I can speculate, I want to say if there's, there's seven uh, Mission Impossible movies with the seventh being the right. most current one. That's what we were talking about. It's actually filming now. It should be... It said last release date I got was... Uh, May 27th of next year. So, because it's part of a franchise, usually when they get to like five, six, seven uh, films in a, in a franchise, I mean, usually it starts to, it's got a dip. You know what I mean? Like it, People start to maybe lose interest a little bit because it's like, come on guys, you already did like seven of these things. It was kind of like, 
if you listen to uh, like Friday the Thirteenth franchise, I mean, there's like what twenty, thirty of those movies now, and mm-hmm. you know, so that's probably why they're not paying them as much, uh, like seventy, like seventy-five million dollars. I mean, right. I mean, he's he's making bank. And how many times in in the movies he almost died, like near death experiences, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, by the way, that was kind of the thing about. Um, I think I can. I think it's okay if I spoil like the opening of Mission Impossible because it's what starts the actual. I mean, yeah. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the beginning. Yeah. So, well, I mean, because it's really crucial to like how the character evolves. It's like a big pivotal moment, but it's only the tip of the iceberg. I don't think it's that egregious. Is what I mean. So, in the opening of uh, sequence of the first Mission Impossible movie, there's a setup that there's going to be this big, really important, you know, MacGuffin that they're after, and uh, it's Jim Phelps's mission. So he coordinates his team. One of those members of the team is Ethan Hunt, who is a you know a, a newer character. There's a you know you get the idea and the feeling that these people, some of them have worked together before, some of them haven't. It's you know if you watch TV series, that's one of the things that they're building on is the idea that you know these people work. And then, um, apparently, or what appears to happen is that everybody on the team, except for Ethan, gets killed. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, never happened on the TV show. Like, I don't think they ever lost a team member on the TV show. And then at the first, like, 10, 15 minutes, they're dropping like flies. It might even be 20 minutes. But this is the opening sequence. So that's a, a huge twist. So now it's Tom Cruise's new character alone in the world and they're asking what happens if you know what do you do next if a mission goes horribly wrong and if it's if the MacGuffin in this case is extremely uh, important you know because they usually are they're usually something really important in mm-hmm. this case if you might recall it's something called a knock list a knock is NOC which means names of coverts which means it's a list of all the covert operatives that are in the field and their real names for the real identities mm-hmm. basically so it'd be like having a list of super you know, it'd be like Clark Kent's on this list. Why is he Superman? You know, that's a big problem if he's looking at what You know what I mean? That's the MacGuffin, and that's the thing that gets away, basically, because they're trying to retrieve it in the first mission. It gets out, so now not only is he, like, alone, but he's got to figure out how to make sure that, that uh, the, the shit doesn't continue to hit the fan. So it's a really compelling way to start the story, and, you know, it, and right away it's polarizing. People who are, you know, fans of the television show are like, what? Yeah. So they, they put all the they put all the, the world's problems on this this guy and they're like, yo, there's a list out there, you need to go get it like yesterday. And by the way, you have no team members. Good luck. <laughs> so, it seems like he's played the same role a hundred times. Well yeah, it would, it would almost have to be like a new thing. I mean, if, if uh Tom Cruise's character wasn't in the T V series, is that right, uh Tyson? Mm-hmm. That's was, correct. I believe Ethan Hunt was an original character. So now you have this brand new character um, on a show that everyone loves. In you know, in the in the in well, movie when movie was movies. the? Not trying to cut you off, but when was the? When was the TV show? When did that? When did that air? Uh, Do you guys know? Let's look that up real quick. The air date of the first episode of Mission Impossible was September seventeenth, nineteen sixty-six. That was enunciated well for the podcast recording. It was good. I was. I was <laughs> Tyson said, "Oh, good." <laughs> I was I was totally off. I was gonna say at least the seventies, um, kind of like the A Team and things like that, because that's usually like the seventies was when they had stuff like um, uh, a lot of action TV shows, like um, for example. Well, yeah, I believe the A Team started in the eighties, though. Just, just oh, did it? Uh, my so. bad. That's okay. Uh, well. So yeah, so I remember seeing those with my with my dad and you know it was like a and then my brothers it was like a male bonding movie you know you know what rate when did the first Mission Impossible come out the first the See, Mission Impossible. 1996. 
30 years after the television show started. 1996, I was in, I was first year of high school, I was uh, 16. Oh man, I'm not trying to make you, I'm not, you know. <laughs> I, was, I was 22. In 1996, I was 9. Nice. So I was born in 87, so I'm uh, not trying to make you feel old, but you know. Let's talk about, um, let's transfer over to Top Gun. I guess let's go back, let's go back in time. So uh, Hunter, this is where you, you come in. What's your okay. what was your first reaction to the Top Gun when you first saw it? Let's see, I would have to consult my seven year old uh, self. <laughs> uh, you think about like eighties movies, and right away everyone goes to Top Gun. Um, I loved it for the Jets. What can I tell you? <laughs> let's let's move on to. Um, you wanted to talk about Minority Report, Tyson. Yeah. Well, I did mention that uh, it was one I liked. I mean, he did a couple of movies with Spielberg. Minority Report. What was his role in that movie? He is one of a group of, uh, and he's also the lead of the people, that, the characters as well. Uh, not just like the leading man, but he's literally like, there is a team of basically, I don't know what to call them. They're like, they're not exactly thought police, but they are kind of like, they kind of are. And uh, Philip Dick dealt with uh, like a lot of topics like mind reading and like quasi humans and various things. But anyway, so basically they are people who have access to three psychic individuals this enforcement organization that Tom Cruise works for. Uh, they kind of work in, 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 in concert with each other. So these psychics have visions of people who are about to commit murder. And then the cops go and find the people before they can commit murders and put them and put them in, in a uh, holding facility. Basically, they put them in jail because they were going to commit murder. But they, all, but they also prevent them uh, from committing murder. And so... So that's what the that's what the film is, is about. Well, that's what the the world is setting is, and then what the film is literally about is that um, there's this contraption that like kind of lets them know who their next target to look for is. It's got this kind of elaborate sort of like red ball rolling in a glass tube kind of visual going on. It's you know it's Spielberging and fun, and um, the the like the very next red ball comes out is has got Tom Cruise's character's name on it and. Now he has to run. <laughs> was this a movie that did well in the pundit size? Well, I can tell you that it, it's box office three hundred point four million against a budget of one hundred and two million. But See that? That's insane. I don't know how well it did critically. Are you a Rotten Tomatoes guy, Hunter? Are you a Rotten Tomatoes guy? Uh, yeah, I uh, I looked them up every once in a while. Um, <laughs> they, I mean, they they do give a fair accurate. Uh, they do give a fair review sometimes on movies, and sometimes not so much. Um, but yeah, I mean. There's thousands of uh, you know places you can go on on the internet to look up uh, movie reviews, but that's that's the that's the one yep. I go to sometimes. My my dad has a rule; he won't watch a movie if it doesn't at least get sixty on it. That's a pretty hard, fast rule. <laughs> it's kind of what we used to use uh, for uh, buying video games. Like, if it's fifty nine, no bueno. But he won't watch it. It's like, oh, that movie sucks. Uh, yeah. but that is crazy though in that in that uh that movie though because think about it like you're just sitting there minding your own business and then a bunch of like futuristic like time cops that kick your door down and be like yo you're under what well you're commit murder in like seven days yes you didn't do anything it got it got 90 percent on the tomato meter 80 okay. percent audience audience score i, I remember watching that movie uh, i think i seen parts of it i don't remember watching the entire thing mm. but um yeah i've seen i've seen i've seen clips here and there what do you think did better the last samurai or minority report i'm going to be extremely biased on this 
definitely the last. I love samurai movies, so definitely the last samurai for me. Well, no, but I mean, like Rotten Tomatoes. Do you think it did better than ninety percent of Rotten Tomatoes? Last Samurai. I'm gonna uh, say no. <laughs> No, it did 66%. Last Samurai, I don't think he did too many war fights. That was one of the first ones he did. Yep. Well, he did do Born on the Fourth of July back uh, for, for Oliver Stone back in 1989. That was pretty good. Yeah, but did he get Rotten Tomatoes uh, to tell him it was satisfyingly epic? I don't think so, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing about The Last Samurai is it, it's your cup of tea. <laughs> because essentially it really is. It's, it's a sad, like pain because mm. here you have this guy he's a you know he was in the army killed a lot of uh, native americans he's an alcoholic and he has to go to japan to find himself and, and you know he gets captured i mean that, that's then he becomes friends with the enemy that's a lot of old people are in this it's, a, it's an old people movie <laughs> it's an old, yeah essentially <laughs> Cruz himself. himself was i think i mean well 40's not old but uh Cruz himself was 40 years old in that movie it's yeah. not old. <laughs> I'm looking at the casting crew, and I would I would do more than more than fifty percent. I would classify these people as old. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a few guys in there that are like beyond ancient, but you know. yeah, Billy Connolly, who is Zebulon Gant. Yeah, he's definitely. <laughs> is this the last samurai you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's talking about uh, he played uh, the sergeant that uh, was basically uh, friends to um, Tom Cruise. Billy Connolly. <laughs> Am I thinking of the right guys? Let's look. Let me look up Billy Connolly. <laughs> he has the cool. He has a cool. Um, yeah, yeah. He has a cool like goatee type deal. I'm guessing I'm the only one that saw his movie American Made. American Made. You're probably right. Such a fucking classic. 2017. I love that movie. It's like the worst. Good, worst, best Tom Cruise movies. That makes sense. Oh, okay. Yes. Basically, he's a TWA. I loved it. Basically, he's a TWA pilot. That you'll be shocked that the CIA gets involved in a Tom Cruise movie. Isn't that shocking? shocking. <laughs> <laughs> what? They got involved. <laughs> involved. You know. Involved. <laughs> there was some shit. There's just some communism going on in Central America. Not north, of course, central. And uh, <laughs> and uh, they needed him to do some like CIA shit, comedic CIA shit. See, now I'm going to watch this movie based on your recommendations now because... You know, what? Comedic I, CIA shit? Well, no, because I, I like I like movies that you know people view as the worst movie ever made, but it's still good at the same time. It's like, if a movie could be so bad, it's good. Well, I mean, it got 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's why I watched it. It was in the 80s, That's you know? Good. That's, That's pretty fantastic, good. then. <laughs> or Chucky. Or Chucky. Even better. You know? Uh, <laughs> well, Chucky always has... Hunter's like, Hunter's like, well, it's been fun. <laughs> Hunter's like, Hunter's like, and that's it for my appearance. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> Chucky, I like... I didn't find Chucky scary. I thought he was more funny than anything else. Uh, but there is, there is a doll out there that beat Chucky, and... She definitely is terrifying, and that was Talking Tina from the uh, Twilight Zone series. My name is Talking Tina, and I'm going to kill you. Uh, but I'm guessing you guys have seen Jerry Maguire, right? Yes. We can't we can't do a Tom Cruise podcast without talking about Jerry Maguire. Hello, I'm looking for my wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, I don't know. I didn't mind that movie. 
Um, so let me let me read off some stats about our boy uh, TC. Thirty six acting awards, one hundred and one nominations. That includes everything, everything, even the even the even the Golden Raspberry for worst actor in one of the movies. <laughs> Uh, but no, so over $4 billion, like in North America alone. What do you guys think the legacy of Tom Cruise is? Just the fact that he's, he's, uh, he does his own shit, like for the most part? He does his own shit. He has, you know, the ability to act in a couple of different genres. Um, and, you know, at this point, from the 80s till now, he's definitely an American staple. Would you call, would you call him an icon? Um, yeah. I would. I figure he'll reinvent the Western in about five or six years. Yeah. Well, he debuted in 19... It says he debuted in 1981, Endless Love. That's a long-ass career, man. Right. Oh, my God. 40 years. That's crazy. And he hasn't slowed down. So, I mean... Now he's fed up, if anything. The problem is, it's like, you guys remember how famous and lovable or likable uh, Mel Gibson was. Right. Until we found out, you know... What a psychotic piece of shit he was. <laughs> uh, and, you know, yeah. I don't want to say that Tom Cruise is that way, but, you know, Tom Cruise has that weird, crazy religion and shit like that. Like, he did some uh, admirable things, too, by giving back awards due to lack of diversity, which oh, is absolutely. which is admirable. This diversity thing is worth it so much to me that I'm willing to give back some of, some of my hard work. Like, he earned those. Well... But then some would say, well, you know, diversity, that's a whole different thing. But the fact that he was willing to give some back, you know, how many people, how many big shots, big shots can you name willing to give back acting awards for a cause? I can't name a one. You know what I mean? Regardless of if you believe in the cause or not, you know, so he does have some. But then there's times where I hear that he's that he's just arrogant. But yeah, really? I've never. Yeah, dirt sheets, but they're gonna hate on everybody, you know. That's that is the problem. I mean, you get to that, you get to a, a level of where he's at, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, and you know, you can't go unclean because you know, you suppose like you know, having a bad day or something like that. All of a sudden, the fan that you were talking to because you're having a bad day starts going around saying, "Oh, that guy's an asshole," and now everyone thinks you're an asshole. Then cancel culture comes in and starts canceling your ass out. So he won the worst actor for The Mummy. Uh, that's the movie. That... Oh, God. <laughs> All right, guys. You guys got any final thoughts? I'm just glad that they didn't try to reboot the uh, Dracula movie with Tom Cruise being <laughs> Dracula because that would just fucking suck and I would have to end my life at that point. Oh, well, not after this. Not after your appearance on Sensibly Cynical. I hope not. No, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking they'd get Christoph Waltz. Yes. <laughs> That would be kind of funny. He would be good, actually. Uh, all right, guys. Well, where can we find the uh, Antisocial Show? Where can we find that? You can find that on BrigadeRadio1.org. Find it on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher, SoundCloud, slash Tyson Saner. And what's the latest one, Tyson? Spotify. Spotify. Make sure you, su- you search Sounds by Tyson Saner. And then that's what will come up. That's on my SoundCloud page. It's also linked at www.tysonsaner.com. T-Y-S-O-N-S-A-N-E-R. And Hunter, your social media? You can find me at Zombie Bacterium on Twitter and also Anti-Social Show with the number one also on Twitter. All right. And Tyson? I'm at R-E-V-T-2-3 on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Skype. Um, that's where you can find me. And uh, all your links are found at Sounds by Tyson Saner, right? Mm, most of them are, and the rest are found at 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I checked out your uh, your video game channel. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. You know, there could be wor- there could be worse things to watch on YouTube. There are, <laughs> and, and, and also better things. Well, I mean, yeah. The thing about YouTube is, you know, it's all subjective. Totally, very true. But <laughs> I want you. I want before uh, before Sean kicks uh, kicks us to fuck off his show. Um, I want your guys' honest opinion. Do you think that TikTok will ultimately dominate and shut YouTube down? No. No. I don't think so. I think it's one of those, I think TikTok's one of those things that will be around for a while, but I think TikTok dies before YouTube dies. Remember six second videos? Vine, yeah, yes. Vine was, Vine was a good one. A lot of really talented people actually putting together stuff. MySpace, that was a good one too. I'm <laughs> just kidding. MySpace, MySpace. MySpace is a ghost town. No, man, this was great. Tyson, it's always a pleasure. No, no, uh, not in a literal sense, of course, but a figurative sense. Okay, it's a <laughs> I appreciate it. You're, you're the man, Sean. Oh, no, it's, I, appreci- I, I keep saying it every time, like, you know, I appreciate the friendship and platonically and, you know. Sure, yeah, of course. Social media, Lee. Is that a weird social media, Ali? I should make it one. Social media, Lee? I think it's, 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 it's on a way to becoming one, absolutely. That could be a good podcast name if Sensibly Cynical ever dies, but this will never die. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you consider him, one more question, would you put him in the Mount Rushmore of actors? Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, of this, of this of a particular era, certainly. All time. Of all time? Uh, you know what? I mean, yes. if, he, if he stays in the well, me personally, I think if he stays uh, in the spotlight relevant and does what he's doing you know, what he's been doing for the past 40 years, I would say, yeah, absolutely. All time, yes. Well, I'll tag you guys and all that jazz. And uh, Appreciate it. y'all have a y'all have a good night. Thanks for being you on too. here. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. Right. You too. Good night. Thank you for listening to Sensibly Cynical. Um, your support means a lot to me. Please check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram, Sensibly Cynical Pod. And you can check out our Facebook group. Please, everybody, I'm in dire need of reviews. Subscribe, rate, and obviously review us on iTunes. Make sure you hit up my boy on Instagram at SethCGC. There you'll find his link tree with links to his Amazon, Etsy, Teespring, and Redbubble. Coming up next, I will be chatting with Centador. He is a luchador that plays... The Synthesizer. Take care, everybody. Bye.